Well, I mean, you were going to say, like, how do I feel about your gun right now, the BCM? Yeah, yeah, how do you feel about my FDE optic that's on an otherwise black gun? I mean, like I said before, like, you're not going to like my answer, but I, I do think if you just spray painted, like, brown, like, streaks, you know, like, like kind of like brown, like, angled, like, stripes on the gun, and then you put, like, some black ones on the FDE LPV, I think it'll look pretty dope. But yeah, I know you don't want to paint it, like, which, yeah. which I don't get why. I mean, I think painting's kind of cool. I mean, I, I I get the hesitation though. Where'd you get the idea to paint your gun? Well, I mean, so obviously I saw like the Rantham and like Lucas Botkin from like T Rex Arms do it, and I mean like you know I know I know you had done it like a long time ago. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I spray painted. I wonder if we have a photo of that. Oh, I, I do somewhere on my phone. It's like do you really? I think so. We should po- you, we should one hundred percent post that to the Instagram. I yeah. was like, I, I I wanted to spray paint the thing like tan, so I ended up going to Walmart and I got this like gold spray paint, and I ended up like I had a I had I, like instead of spray painting the gun, thank goodness I spray painted all the furniture. <laughs> but I remember like putting it on the grip and I didn't even let it dry all the way and I grabbed it. And, oh, bro. Like, and was sticky. And, and the thing looked—it looked looked terrible. Oh yeah, no, I remember the photo, like the caption I put, like it was on Snapchat. I was like, "What is this monstrosity?" I was <laughs> like, it looked god awful. It was like it was like a golden black AR. Yeah, it looked like something that belonged in Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. like like not in a good way. No, yeah, like one of those neon colored. I'm just scared of doing that again. Well, and like I think that's kind of like why you are so repulsed to it. It's because I feel like the first time you did it, like. You also like chose like a really you didn't you didn't use the right spray paint like that's the other thing too. And like, I didn't even do it like I didn't like I, I didn't even spray paint the gun. Yeah, you just spray painted furniture. So I mean I can I understand why you're repulsed by it like because obviously you had kind of a a bad experience to it but like my my reasoning is I I think it makes it look better. I mean I do think the nice like clean rifle is a cool look is a nice look, but I do think that like if you think from the standpoint of like what is this used for it's a tool right. Yeah. And how do you optimize the tool? Well, like making it blend into your surroundings, making it less, um, I guess, like stand out less, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're thinking in terms of like a uh, SHTF scenario or some sort of like, I don't know, Second Amendment actual purpose. Uh, <laughs> Second Amendment actual purpose. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not, yeah, not going to build off that. I'll let the users uh, or Whoa. the listeners <laughs> make their own judgment. A lot of stuff happening with the Second Amendment right now. Yeah. yeah. We got in the house, they just passed a, uh, a magazine ban. Well, even more than just that. And it was, yeah, it was way more than that. It was uh, HR was 179, right? I don't remember what the numbers were. Yeah, I honestly we shouldn't probably shouldn't be talking about it if we're not informed. Well, no, I mean like we know what like the general gist of it is. It's just like I don't remember the numbers and all that. It was it was ra- I think okay it was raising, raising the, the age, age to buy long guns federally. Yeah. To twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, high capacity magazine ban, and then there was some, there was one other part of it too. It was. Um, Yeah, I, got, I remember There's I sent you. Part. I think it's on. Is it? Can you find it on your phone? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I probably keep recording. Let's see. Um, I think I sent a photo to the group chat. Uh, let's see. But I mean, regardless of what it is, I think the point is like it is an infringement of our rights, you know, and like that's kind of the biggest thing. 
Well, you had, okay, so we, we were talking about this earlier. So I said that... Yeah, I, I can't find it, but anyways, keep going. I basically, I said, like, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't really matter what they've passed at this point because I have everything they need, everything or everything I need. Yeah. And, you know, we brought up the whole, like, I lost my... <laughs> I lost my guns in a boating accident. You actually brought up the point that, like, you know, you used to, you used to have that mindset, but now you've kind of shifted otherwise. And, like, you know... Like without going to like the Second Amendment actual purpose thing, <laughs> the like you know, I, I, yeah, with, like without 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 necessarily going that route. Like, uh-huh. you know, I am curious about like why you've changed your tune on like I lost a during a boating accident. Yeah, like, so in terms of like you know, you know, why should people not just like be secretive about it? Why I guess like why should people actually like like figuratively not necessarily literally take up arms and like and like <laughs> yeah. you know, oppose stuff like this rather than just be like you know secretive about it yeah i mean just for context like there obviously is that like meme that i showed you earlier which was like uh you know the photo of uh like if they're saying to, to ban arms like that's the time for you to actually use the arms for what they're intended right and you know like for the longest time as you said i definitely like been very much like, oh, let's be secretive. But I, I think if you think from the context of like what the Second Amendment was actually about, in terms of like, like it wasn't about hunting, it wasn't about like self defense. It was actually about like having a well regulated militia to stand against a tyrannical government. And so like within that context, like that is fundamentally what that right is about. And the Second Amendment doesn't even guarantee that right. The Second Amendment like it just states that right is inherited. So I think, or is not inherited. It, it's in it's intrinsic it's what what it's it's uh it's just a natural right right you know and so um i think like when you start understanding like what the second amendment is as a concept because i feel like growing up i never really understood what it was because i mean i didn't grow up in a in a gun uh family you know and so i think that to me like really changed my perspective once i started knowing more about it um and, and to be honest to me like what really changed my mind is just like i'm tired of like hiding who I am and what I believe, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to hide that I'm like into guns, that I, that I own guns for, you know, self-defense and for fun and for other reasons too, that like, you know, like in terms of like, it, it's a, it's a fun hobby. It's a cool sport. Um, and there's obviously other uses to it, you know? And so I think the fact that there is such like a negative connotation to people that own firearms is just wrong. And yeah. I think like, you know what, what I can't stand is people that say like, "Oh, you own firearms, you are you're a bad person." It's like, no, you you're, you're saying that like those bad people that do bad things, you're lumping into them, you're lumping them into a group of a bunch of people that are actually good people, right? And like, I don't, that's just not a fair um, like grouping or whatever you want to call it. And so, I think for me, it's just the thing of like, I want to stand firm and tall on my beliefs, and I'm not gonna hide anymore, you know? And yeah. So, but like, okay, but like, like, let's apply that. Like, let's say that there is like a ban, there is just yeah. like an outright, like, you know, high capacity. Like, we have the privilege of living in Arizona because, and I didn't, I didn't bring this up earlier, but I'm pretty sure that with Arizona, that it's, 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 it's like a sanctuary state essentially. Yeah, which we don't, we don't really know what that means though. Like, well, well, nobody really knows what that means. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's just kind of a title that's like, oh, like we, we respect the Second Amendment, but I think it's, I think it's more than that. Because I mean, like, because from my understanding, the idea of a sanctuary state is basically like, the state is saying that it will not enforce federal gun law. Yeah. That it won't direct its employees to enforce federal gun law. 
it won't infringe the federal government from enforcing its own laws. Yeah. So that, you know, if there's a federal ATF agent in state, you know, or there's, you know, federal law enforcement, they still have the full right to enforce whatever laws they have at the federal level. But it's more so like, you know, at least the way I, the way I like to think about it, not as, and then guys, this is not legal advice. So like, you know, <laughs> we're not lawyers. We're, we're not lawyers here, and, and, and we're also not super educated. <laughs> well, I mean, we have college degrees. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not really literate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. Um, but, you know, like if you get, let's say you're out, you're like you're out shooting and, you know, whatever reason, like, you know, you run into like a, like a sheriff's deputy and like, let's say that you maybe you do or do not have something that you're not supposed to have federally. Like maybe you have like an a, SBR. Yeah, exactly. Like you have a short barreled rifle that, you know, doesn't have a brace on it, but in fact has a stock on it, um, which has never happened. Yeah, never. Never, never. never, never definitely never. not. That, we, that, that's like that's that's bad. Don't do that. Guys. Yeah, definitely don't. Um, but at no, the same in, time, in all seriousness, like actually don't do that. But <laughs> but yeah, you know, they, no, it's not worth the jail time. That's basically that is all to say. Like you know, like the difference is like if it, you know if you got caught by like, ATF doing that, like yeah, you'd be really screwed. But if you got caught by say like at least here in Arizona, got caught by a sheriff's deputy, would he technically be in the right to enforce federal gun law? Yes, but the incentive really wouldn't be there. And like what's like most most police officers, I feel like like you know most of them probably aren't into guns, but like how much do even they know on what the law, laws are? Law basis? Yeah. Like with some of this stuff, it gets so muddy. And well, I think there's also kind of a misconception that like police officers are like super into firearms, that they know stuff too. Because like I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but I think like there are definitely those that don't know. You know, it's the same thing with like the military. Like there's people in the military that have never shot a gun before. I mean, like before they joined. You know? Right. Oh yeah. And and like so, I think that it's very possible that like you could have like an illegal SBR and like the police officer wouldn't know what they're looking at you know and I'm not saying do that I'm just saying like is it possible that the police officers wouldn't know what to enforce yeah it is possible but yeah is it worth the risk I I would say no I mean yeah no I I mean I would definitely say like you know if you're new to this like if you're new to the gun world make sure you know the law make sure you know that your state law make sure you yeah. know the difference between the federal law and the state law you know um that's kind of the unfortunate thing man like we literally live in probably like the best state to own guns yeah i, like, I agree like I, I i honestly i can't even think of a better one i mean texas actually kind of sucks with gun law yeah surprisingly like, too like, right? like not really like texas is like you know like, like we both make out fine in texas but i think until recently you like literally until a couple of years ago you needed like uh you needed a permit yeah to carry, carry, to yeah. Carry. yeah i think it was just recently like overturned uh, which which is crazy to think yeah about. whereas here in arizona you don't even need to you I've, can just conceal I've, carry all you want i've never had a permit at all yeah same and i mean to me i think going back to the second amendment thing it's like it's an infringement by limiting like people with the fact that oh you need a concealed carry permit like do i think that there are benefits to having people be like trained and like you know know how to conceal carry better and all that like yeah i think there yeah. are benefits but i don't think that should limit people from being able to conceal carry you know because yep. like i think the problem with that is like you're ultimately limiting like those that are you know lower ses or socioeconomic status or people that don't have no, time a, or that's money a, that's a big word that's like a, <laughs> that was that was like uh i am not gonna say that no no, no it's a it's the college you're coming out I'm not, I'm not gonna say that, <laughs> no it's it's well i mean okay so to be fair like um what was I going with this? It, so, it's, so barrier, it's like a barrier to yeah, entry. Yeah, there we go. That, that's what we're trying to say. And so I think that to me is not 
not okay. And I think that's the whole point. Like, it shall not be infringed. And I think going off that, like, it shall not be limited, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know we were talking that's, about... Okay, how do you... Okay, that, that's important, though, because how do you get shall not be limited to shall not be infringed? Because I think, like, there is that, you know, there's people on the other side that will argue, like, all the time, where, like, they'll literally dig into these words and minute definitions, and it's like, where where do you draw the line? Because if you take shall not be infringed to its full, like, meaning, like, that concept would theoretically, there would be, like, the argument that, like, oh, we should have F-16s, and oh, we should have moves. <laughs> well, like, I mean, right? like, <laughs> I know, I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> well, and I think, like... And I'm pro, I'm pro F-16. I'm pro oh, yeah. giving people F-16. Dude, I, I want an M1 Abrams, personally. <laughs> like, I want to drive down the street with a tank, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, Show up to class and what's up, guys? I'm like that came out really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant. Yeah, let's, maybe we should. Edit that. <laughs> no, we, we, we can keep it. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> that, man, I really gotta be careful how I phrase these things. Yeah, that, it, um, you really screwed the piece on that. One. <laughs> whoops. Uh, but anyways, to, to answer that question though, like I do think that, um, like if you if you think about the context of like the historical context, like at the time that the second amendment was written like the whole thing is that muskets were literally the exact same uh military grade equipment that the military had right yeah. and at the same time like private citizens i mean citizens could have like their own warships that had cannons and stuff on it you know yeah. Yeah. so for example when our current president says that you couldn't buy a cannon yeah. back then it's like that's totally wrong it's you totally could wrong. you could buy an actual warship with loaded with cannons and you can have plenty of military grade muskets on board so this is all to say that I do think that we should be able to have like the same exact equipment that the military has because that's kind of what the founding fathers intended. They intended us to have an equal and fair fight against the government if they do turn tyrannical. So right. how do you have that? You need to have the exact same equipment. Now, I mean, we, we could talk about what we said earlier with like, you know, did you need I, to have the exact same equipment, you know? Or, um, oh, yeah. Like we were talking about, uh, should, well, should we go there or should well, we go? No, I think we should. No, honestly, no. Because like, I think like, like on one hand, it's like, you got to be careful because like, okay, here's the thing, man. Like the reason is what we're talking about, like, quote, the true purpose of the second amendment, end quote, right? Yeah. Well, so, I was also thinking about like, uh, you know, the January 6th event that we were talking about earlier today. That's, so that's, that's why, that, so this is the reason when I get, I, I get kind of sketched out about this whole idea of like the true purpose of the second amendment and like you know people because the term civil war is really thrown around yeah, now so, much, a lot. so much these days and you really like you have a lot of people man like millions like i you know we, you don't know how how many there really are but there are millions of people that already think that civil war like is justified and and there's there's people you you, you see that there are literally people that you know wouldn't act on that yeah and so this is why like i i just get sketched out because it's like you know like where we stand right now i mean well okay it's a, it's a good debate and like like and let's like let's ask it like you know because obviously like even where we stand like you know where we are like in arizona we have pretty great gun rights like there's really not infringed but then again like you know well, we also don't have full auto well yeah that's what i was gonna say it's like you know you say oh it's not infringed but it's something i would argue that we it is like low-key kind of infringed like it's better than most states yeah. But, you know, can you get suppressors, like, without having to fill out an NFA form? No. 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 Can you easily have full audit? No. no. You know, can you have an SBR, like, without filling out a form? No. And so, like, I guess it goes back to the original question of, like, what does it mean, you know, like, infringed versus limited, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, in this case, I would say that we are limited, and it is kind of being infringed to some extent. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, but... Oh, I, well, I mean, dude, you know where I stand. Like I said, like, I mean... I mean, I think it's pretty weird these days. Like, you know, when you talk about, like, weapons of mass destruction, like, you know, the whole, like, well, citizens should be able to have nukes. Like, it, it's pretty weird pretty fast. And Well, I think that's kind of, that's a huge leap. Like, I think that's, like... It, it, well, yeah, it is. I mean... I mean, you could go there, but I feel like... I feel like for the for the average citizen, I feel like the, the real conversation should be more like firearms and like that that type of equipment, yeah. like small arms ultimately. Small you know? arms. You know? Yeah, I, it, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's so it's such a weird concept these days. I mean, like okay, going okay, but like here we're talking about like you know the difference between like small arms and you know like. Like, actual like tanks and like, jets and... right you know and okay and like i said earlier people are actually like throwing throwing around the, the term civil war so like just to go back to this concept of like quote like you know uh the you know the true purpose of the second amendment like and this is purely on a theoretical basis like just to be clear like you know you know, though, though, though we all have our political disagreements, I'm very much in favor for how the American system works. Uh-huh. You know, I'm very, I'm, I, I think this is the best government in the world, and I am not in any way, shape, or form proposing some kind of like oh, yeah. violent action. I, I completely disavow yeah. that. But I think it is important to have the theoretical conversation, I, and we were having this just like barely earlier. It's like you know. Like, what is that fine line? Like, when the man comes, like, I mean, sh- look at what they did in Canada. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the pistols. I mean, honestly, man, like, no, I'm thinking, like, you know, you could just do a podcast talking about Canada. I mean, true. Maybe yeah. we should. I mean, we, we could talk about that. I, I think it's kind of important because I, I think, I think to me, what's so weird is the timing. And it's also very fitting that, like, oh, okay, so Canada did that. So why can't we in the US do that? Like, I know the opposition. Like would favor that. They're like, oh, look at Canada. They were able to do something after a mass right. shooting. Right. And I, I heard, I had heard late night talk show hosts like talk about like, oh, how is it that like in our country after a disaster or like a horrific event, like we can't do anything, but literally another country can. Right. And you know, we can talk about like the things of like, well, a handgun ban and all that wouldn't actually do anything, wouldn't prevent gun violence, but it, it just goes to show that like. It is kind of a stepping stone, I, I would argue, for the opposition that it's just kind of promoting what they want to do, which is ban all firearms. Right. And what is the like, what is the theoretical, the purely hypothetical theoretical? What is the red line? You know, what is the red line when it's like, you know, the true purpose of the Second Amendment is like justified? For oh, lack of like, a better way of putting, like when do you take up arms? Essentially, you, yeah, like when when do you take up arms against you know a tyrannical government? Because I think you and I are both in agreement that we turn off the AC. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a fair question because it's kind of hard. It's like where, as you said, where do you draw that line? And I think like if not only would they ban firearms, but would like would they actually try to like seize firearms? Right. I think that is kind of like that line where it's like where they come. Yeah, because yeah. then, in my opinion, you're actually limiting freedom, you know, like, and, and I think, to me, the free world, I mean, I know you could argue that, oh, Europe, they don't have firearms and whatever, but it's like, to me, like, the, the foundation of America is the principle that, like, we earned our freedom through violence, we, and, we, and we still continue to protect our freedom through violence, you know, like, and not, not in, like, in violence, like, that's, like, unjustified, but, like, we, 
No, I didn't, dude, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? I think that's a super important point. Like, I mean, and honestly, like, you know, even like the word violence these days, it's just a taboo word, but it's like literally like, it, I mean, if you're, if you, if you in any way, shape or form believe in like Darwinism, like that's fundamentally like, it's, it's like, it's, you know, might is right. And I don't mean like, like, like I say all of this to your point that like, you know, you know, we like this country was founded on, you know, a violent revolution and, and people dying and people sacrificing and people, people leveraging their capacity to do harm in order, in, in the service of a greater good. Exactly. And I think we've completely lost that. And I think that that's why, I mean, I mean, we're going all over the place here now. Yeah, but, I know. But, 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 you, but it, all, it all ties in, kind of. It all ties in. And you brought up this concept of violence. And I think I think that's people that are so anti-gun. I think that that is not a part of their philosophy. I don't think that they have this concept of violence at all being a good thing. Whereas I, I would say that people on the gun side of the aisle think that violence is like a good thing. But I think that the it's like a necessary a evil kind of like if needed. It's a thing. Like you're just not going to get rid of violence, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows, you know, and I think, and kind of building off what you said, it's like, it's it's like a fundamental difference in beliefs of like how the world works and how it should work. Yeah. And I think people that are pro-gun kind of, and, and this is obviously very biased since we are very pro-gun, but I think like people on this side of the aisle are very much so like, this is the reality of the world and this is how you have to handle the world. Whereas people that are usually the opposition, they're kind of like, oh, well, I want the government to protect me. Right. I want everything to be safe and sound right. but i think we can both agree that that's just not how things work like you know when when seconds matter the police are minutes away you know the government can obviously uh you know fail in terms of like doing its job i mean you can talk about you know uvaldi and what happened there which there's a lot of things to dissect there but yeah. you know obviously things went wrong and things didn't go out they should have probably um but that's my point. So you, I would argue, you can't rely on the government, and you are your first responder. You know, your your own. Like in the end of the day, you are your own first responder, and so. Yeah. Well, I, we could go at another angle with that too. Mm -hmm. So, but. Well, let me. I'm curious. Let's hear it. Well, okay. So we're both we're both EMTs. We're we're EMTs. Yeah. EMT. Well, EMT trained. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have our licenses, and we. We, we did stuff with it. Let's just go with that. We, yeah, we did. We did stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's not build off. Yeah, we'll build off of that. What? I'm curious. Is this going to be the first podcast episode, or is this going to be like the second podcast? Like, do you think we're going to use the original one? Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll deal with that we'll, later. We'll deal with that later. Maybe this will be like the first upload. And yeah, that like, can be like a second upload. Yeah. We'll, we'll edit it. Yeah. Um, we talked a bit about that though. Is that we we both got our EMT certifications and, and for a while, for a while we both wanted to really do something with it. Ended up not, but well, yeah, we both really wanted to like work on our ambulance and like just kind of be in the shit and yep. you know, just, I think we had this like idealized like fantasy of what it meant to be like an EMT. And then we also both wanted to be 68 whiskey, yep. which is an army combat medic. Yeah. Um, and you know, that didn't like the, come to happen. Didn't but, pan out for multiple reasons. Yeah, and and I think like, you know, I, I don't know where we were going with this. What like, you said you have to be your own first. Person. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I, I, I so agree with that. Like I literally remember, you know, I think I told you the story about I was driving down, oh, driving yeah. down the highway, and I saw, you know, 
there was this literally this like young girl who was like passed out aside from her car and like I don't I don't know if I should keep talking about this but like basically I got pulled over no one else did and like you know I I thankfully I didn't have to do anything but like I you know for a split second like I really thought I was gonna have to like she wasn't breathing yeah and I thought like oh my gosh like I was getting ready to do CPR I checked and she like she did she was breathing like a little bit and she ended up having a pulse and Which thankfully is like you know a police officer rolled right up and like but you know like I had you know like like I, I, I do remember feeling like you know there was a scary ass experience like oh my gosh like like and this girl was like literally like the closest to death I think I've ever seen somebody mm-hmm. you know and thankfully like the fire department was like right there they rolled up they got to take care of but um you know though I didn't there wasn't really anything in my toolkit in my arsenal of knowledge to like help her at that moment like it just it did kind of make me think like that literally happened to me i think five days after my ent certification lapsed yeah and i think it's also important to understand that like we forgot most of the things that we had learned totally you know because it's like if you don't use it you lose it right yeah and so that's that's also kind of hard because i can't even imagine like strolling up and it's like oh shoot like i know inherently that i should do something like i kind of remember inherently what i should do well but so that's the other part of it like there wasn't really anything like that was kind of the cool part like literally like what at that point like you know well I mean, she had a pulse so you, you can't do anything I mean, and that was what I was thinking I was like you know essentially like keeping her awake and, and monitoring and like yeah. you know being ready at any point to start CPR exactly. you know like I think I did everything right like I immediately like, like first thing I did is call 911 yeah exactly you know uh, well no technically it's BSI scene safety, scene yeah. safety. I did not do BSI I did not do body I put my hand like immediately like <laughs> Like you know, like I like like put my hand like right on her uh, yeah, on wrist pulse, to check yeah. pulse. And, uh, anyway, this this is that that's all. Here, neither here nor there. I think even even if you say that like you know you forget a lot of the stuff and you you lose it, dude. I cannot tell you like like there's some stuff that just like you know going to EMT class like yeah like there's a lot of specifics like a lot of the anatomy like you know even like you know even like the way like the heart works like you'd be amazed man like even some like the basic stuff I'm like kind of iffy on but just like less so about like the skills and techniques and more so about the um the mindset and just like there are some very basic fundamentals at a certain level of like confidence yeah like going going to a training class gives you and even and i went to a sketchy ass class man yeah uh, a sketchy (laughs) a sketchy course but even then like just familiar familiarizing yourself with the material familiarizing yourself with like the different scenarios that come up and like dude like i think the biggest thing to me is that i get so insecure and so like oh i'm not skilled enough to do this or i don't know enough to do that yeah i think like the biggest I, I, I really do believe this. I think skill comes second. I think I think like skill skill is the second priority. The first priority is jumping to action. Oh, like, yeah. I, like I truly believe that, man. Like if you like if you let's say you roll up on a car accident and someone's bleeding to death and you know nothing about you pressure you know, decap BTLS and yeah. or you know, um like, your ABCs yeah. or anything like that. You don't have anything on you, you don't you know, if nine one one, nothing else, just stop the bleeding. Yeah, like and you don't have to. You don't have to have a. You don't have to have your CPR certification for that. You don't have to have your BLS certification for that. You don't have to have your EMT certification for that. You could literally have like never had any training at all, and if you just have the mindset of I'm going to jump into action, I'm going to help. Like you know, obviously, like when it comes to like when it comes to like medical accidents, like you know, there is some like there is. 
Well, what are the, what's the Good Samaritan law again? Like, if you're just like if you're not a medical professional and you rush, yeah, I think you're medically you you're legally protected. Yeah, you right? are protected. Yeah, um, there is. I think there are some like uh, gray areas. So you do have to be a little bit careful. I do think it is worth looking into it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember all the details, uh, but. So like for example, I remember in EMT school like when I was doing it and you had yet to do it. Yeah. Like I remember that I think it was like one of your coworkers had like fallen and hit their head or yeah. something. Yeah, that's what and, that's what caused me to do it. Yeah, and I remember like you were saying, Oh, I need to like apply pressure to the head or something and Yeah, and you were and, like, No. Yeah, I, I mean I forgot all the details at, at right now, but like I remember like in EMT school the specific thing that they had told us like don't apply pressure yep. there because it could build up pressure in the head, yep. which then could cause like, greater damage to the brain. Um, so you kind of want to let it like drain out a little bit. Yep. Um, now granted, this is not medical advice. Like, you know, we kind of forgot. Yeah, we're, we're a couple of dumbasses now, man. Yeah, like, I mean, we so. To, we used to really be on this shit. But the, the point is, nonetheless, like there obviously are like specific things that you can do. And there are things that like you should be kind of careful and wary before you try to do anything. Like, you know, if you don't know how to use a tourniquet, maybe, you know, learn how to use a tourniquet before actually trying to create one or, or use one. But dude, that's, that's like a. This back to my point though, man. That's a one minute skill. Like, oh you, yeah, you, you do within within literally one minute, you could learn how to use a turn. Exactly. Go I mean, on the, YouTube. And the instructions are super and easy to follow either way. Cost like seven bucks, I think, to get one. Get a get a normal tourniquet off. Of yeah. Amazon. And if you want to get combat one, it's like thirty bucks. So like. Yeah. You know, it's it's really not that bad when you think about like what it does. You know, it literally can save your life or someone else's life. Just the fundamentals, man. And this is like, you know. Like, I'm not a skilled person. Like, I'll just put that up front. Like, you know, like... I mean, I would argue otherwise, but okay. <laughs> well, okay, but, like, like this is what I mean. Like, like I haven't like I have served in the military. And, like, sure, like, I got my EMT certification, which is, like, a, I, honestly, that is a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. Like, I most people cannot say that they've done that. And I think, like, especially for me, it's always, like, I think it's kind of cool since I'm not, I don't work <laughs> in the medical field. It's, like... You know, if something ever does happen, like, oh, who I get to be a hero? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, I, I, feel like, I feel like building... Uh, sorry, keep going. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, because I, I know initially we were kind of saying it's like, it's about the confidence that, like, you get kind of instilled into you yes. by going through... And I kind of wanted to add to that by saying, like, you know, before I went to EMT school, I was kind of insecure. I was kind of, like, not to say that I was, like, uh, introverted, but I wasn't, like, as, like, outgoing, I, I would say. And I feel like EMT school it really like forces you to like you have to throw yourself in the shit and you have to yeah. be okay with being uncomfortable yeah. but there's no room for questioning like that like this is about saving someone's life yeah. and you can't be insecure you can't be like you know kind of introverted like this is about like do or die you know and so yeah i think that like it really helps change my mindset and i saw that like in so many ways outside of the class too like i really started becoming um <laughs> a lot more um just like extroverted a lot more confident a lot more willing to take risks yeah. like in a good way yeah and you know I, I don't know if you see that in me but i know at least for myself like through self-reflection that I've, I've noticed that like that class really helped a lot yeah no totally i it, it's just like um i can't tell you you know prior to getting that training you know i typically did not stop if I saw something, if I saw some kind of wreck, or if I saw someone take a fall, yeah, I, I, it falls a little bit different. But like, you know, and you'd I'd freeze up, and I'd be like, uh, and, and these days, these days, yeah, it, like I, get, I think what we're getting at is just like you know the skill part. The skills come second. Well, it, like, it's, it's really it's about mindset. mindset. Yeah. It's the mindset. I think we even talked about this the last time. Yeah, you know, which was that like mindset is everything. You yeah. know, and. 
I, I know that like this originally started from we were talking about like you know you are your first responder yeah and um like why guns are important for that and like why it's like um that freedom like if it is limited that like it kind of like takes away that ability to be the first responder yeah um so i i don't i personally think that like that it's important to have that freedom and like to have that skill and i, and I think yeah. going back to guns primarily it's like this is why it's important to like train with firearms and to be comfortable around them because it's like if if you're ever in that situation where it's like you need to protect yourself or you know, like, let's say it's a tyrannical government, you know, it doesn't have to be like our own government. If you yes. look at, like, you know, yeah. Russia and Ukraine, like, the, literally the citizens in Ukraine had to learn, like, weeks prior to being invaded how to use firearms. And yeah. my whole thing was, like, I think, I'm pretty sure a lot of those, like, citizens really wish that they had, like, picked up guns earlier and learned how to use them as yeah. compared to, like, a few weeks. No you know, like, I think I had read, like, some article, like, there was a, like, some teenager on the front lines, he only shot, like, 16 rounds in his entire life. Wow. And that's like kind of terrifying to think about. Like you don't really know what you're doing with a firearm. You probably don't know gun safety that well at that point. So I mean, I mean dude, we've shot li- between. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of rounds we've shot. Oh, and yeah. I still feel like, dude, like I mean, we still have plenty to learn. We still have plenty to know. Yeah. You know, and I can't imagine. Yeah, and we've also had our fair share of negligent discharges. So, yeah. <laughs> like. I would edit that shit. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, my my point was saying that it's like, even if you spend a lot of time around guns, like, you can still make mistakes. Now, granted, we were safe about it. Everything turned out fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, our our definition of negligent discharge is, I think, maybe looser than... Yeah. It's it's more one of those things of, like, like, everything was fine. Everything was safe. Like, nothing bad came of it. But it's just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway. (laughs) I mean, just as a full disclosure. But, you know, I think it's... it's, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, it, that is important. Training. Yeah, training. And it's it's like mindset and also putting yourself out there, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know if you feel the same way. Because, I mean, for me, like, the Ukraine thing, like, really kind of sparked, like, a almost like a nerve in me. Like, like this is, like, why people should be, like, pro 2A. This is why people should. Um, I think for context, too, it's like I wasn't originally born in this country. Like, I am a citizen now. But, like, you know, you, I. You, 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 you're Romanian. Yeah, I know. And so like, I'm literally like right next to Ukraine. Like, it's my yeah. home. It's my home country, right? And yeah. so like, for me, it's kind of like this is why you want to have arms. This is why you want to have people that are trained and ready to defend like themselves and their country. Um, and it, to me, what like really shocked me was like my dad. Like when I asked him about like how does he feel about what's happening in Ukraine. Like, don't you think this is kind of a good reason why citizens should be armed? And he was very against it. He's like, oh no, like. They should not be armed and i'm like how could you look at this situation that's happening and and not see that this is like literally the reason that it's good to have a second amendment yeah it's good to, it in that, in that in that it's actually good to harness one's capacity for violence yeah and to and to inflict violence exactly uh, like like i'm just bringing this bring this back full circle bring yeah. this back to what we're talking about we're talking about this concept of violence and you had said that you know we we had won our right to be a country more or less i think uh, through violence exactly and and on dude like i i think that's an immutable principle of life i don't think necessarily like in like we live in such a great society today where violence is really not something most of us face on a daily daily basis it's getting worse believe me like you know especially in like phoenix it's, <laughs> it's getting it's getting pretty bad but um you can even take that and, and, and like let's take it away from like the gun argument for a second like even if you're not physically 
trying to kill someone, even if you're not physically trying to harm someone, or even if you're not physically trying to defend yourself. I, I think that without the drive for, for violence and aggression and dominance, like the, the desire to achieve dominance, mm-hmm. like you can't divorce that from our reality. I mean, look at like the, the, like the way that like businesses work. Like if you, let's say you want a promotion at work, you know, it, like, you know, you could, you could argue that it's like, you know, putting in, like, I know this, okay, this is kind of like comparing apples to oranges, but I don't think so. I think like, you know, like having the drive, like, yeah, I'm going to be competitive. I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to get that promotion. Like this desire to be, to be better than, I, I think it's, and, and like, you know, tying that back into weapons. I think that, I think that we do. And I think, I, I think, I assume you agree. Like there is this like basic Darwinian part of us that wants to be better than that wants to improve that wants to be better looking right wants to be like you know the most powerful guy in the bar <laughs> yeah. you know like like and I, I think we all have that and well i think it's, it's just a kind of an intrinsic fact of nature because it's like it's not only survival of the fittest but it's also like in order to reproduce and, yep. and and thrive it's like you have to be like fit and you have to be capable of violence and you have to be capable of like and not necessarily violence in terms of like 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 the pure idea of violence, but it, like you have to have that drive. You have to have that capability to push you know past any like conflict. You know, and I think that's what's kind of misunderstood with the idea of violence. It's like like conflict can look in many different forms. It doesn't have to like literally be like physical aggression. You know, and I think that's yeah. kind of what we're trying to get at. It's yep. like yep. like it's kind of an inherent part of life and nature. Like having like if you want to survive, you want to reproduce. You know, just from a biological standpoint, you have to be able to um, face adversity and face conflict. Yes. So no, I, I, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Right? No, no, exactly. No, I, no, I, you're even building on it. Um, like, I, I, and I would even go so far as to say, is like you said, you have to face adversity, face conflict. And I would say that your that one's failure to do so is detrimental to their life. Exactly. And I mean, like you know, and 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 as much as like you know, we're 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 all about like we're in a quality society these days, like. You know, like, you know, like, I think, I think it started off as like a very, very good thing, like, you know, equal rights for everybody. And we're also like an anti-discriminatory society, which again, also started off as a really good thing. Exactly. And I mean, like, like, obviously, like, you know, like, you like, you, you have to be a moron to argue against like, you know, equality of rights, right? Or non-discrimination of people, depending on just like basic characteristics. Yeah. But... But here's the flip side of that. Like, I think we've gone so far Extreme. into this idea of, like, equality and non-discrimination. And and I think that's all well and good. Like, it's all well and good that we as humans have decided that those are, that equality is a fundamental principle and that non-discrimination is a fundamental principle. But the truth is that that, that life doesn't hold those principles. Exactly. Life, that, that, like, life, biology, evolution that fundamentally disagrees with those principles. Like, you can say it all you want. Like, okay, I, like, I, I could I could get framed for, like, saying stuff that I'm not saying here. Like, I'm not, okay, like. <laughs> well, no, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like, life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. It, it will knock you to the ground. It doesn't care who you are, what you are, what you think. Like, some dudes are going to be way more jacked, and they're going to have way more testosterone. Exactly. And they're going to be way more, like, fit other dudes yeah i mean like and i mean just just as a comparison i remember like when i had to go do the uh 
and I was helping out the police department with yeah. their active shooter training. Yeah. And I was surrounded by like these like SWAT dudes. Yeah. Like these are dudes yeah. that are like buff and good looking and like they're like, you know, super high speed guys. And I was like, bro, I I am so out of my domain here. Like I I did I'm like, dude, I gotta go get some like some I gotta get a pump in, you know, like yeah, I, mean, I, gotta I, start, I gotta start taking steroids. <laughs> no, yeah, like I was like, dude, <laughs> this is this is kind of like emasculating. I, I felt like really just like tiny and not yeah. not like a man. And I think that just goes to the show that it's like as you said, it's, it's that like you're gonna face adversity, you're gonna face conflict, right. and it doesn't necessarily mean like actual physical violence. It's like, yeah, oh, that person is better than me, and it's like, well, how can I improve? How can I? Improve? How can I get better? Rather than trying to tear that person down, which is what you see so many people doing these days. Exactly. Like, you know, oh, like you know, people get so bitter. And I, like I think I truly think it's so like a lot of the political things. Like I'm not gonna try to go on a political rant here, but like, like I feel like people people like genuinely like dislike the success of other people oh yeah i know i do man like i get jealous like i see dudes at the gym and they're they're rocking it and like you know meanwhile i've been on like a two-week binge of eating (laughs) ice cream and pizza and i'm just like getting back to the gym like i get the jealousy man but like you know if you go after the success of other people if you try to let's let's take this back to let's take this back to guns Yeah, yeah like if you try to if you try to take away from other people's success if you try to take away from other people's capacity to do violence you know the focus is in the wrong place like you know if you're sitting here being bitter and jealous about it but like 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 i'm not saying like oh like you know this dude's better looking than me or more jacked than me like we all have that if you let that consume you your focus is in the wrong place where your focus should be is on yourself exactly and so like let's take it back let's take it back to the whole gun thing Mm -hmm. you know these people it's like obviously like right now like you know Oh, these, these horrible people shouldn't have AR-15s because a lot of shootings are happening. And like you know, like like I'm not I'm not trying to say like I don't understand or sympathize from where they're coming emotionally because like the, the truth is like I do like I, I do understand the the emotion I do understand the and I don't I don't doubt the genuineness of their stance. Yeah, and but I think that's kind of a key point. I feel like a lot of where they're coming from is emotionally driven. You know, it's not. Like I don't know if it was you I talked to or like our other friend, but like I I think like one of you had mentioned that like a lot of like where they're coming from is emotionally driven. Like it's not necessarily like this like thought out like rational concept. It's like I mean like maybe they like thought about it, but it's like it, when you see such horrific things, like your natural like inclination is like the like emotionally driven, right. terrified, saddened, you know, angry potentially. Yeah. Um. So I think that's kind of a fair point to like bring up. It's like um, that it's that it's that it's emotionally driven. Yeah. Well, and let's like let's even say because like you know I I, I do believe there's rational people on both sides. Oh yeah. And like and like I think there there are very rational, intelligent people that really like they have a rational or like like people that are far more intelligent than us that have a rational explanation for if you somehow magically got rid of all the guns in the United States and be a safer place. I mean, I would, I would 100%, I could easily argue against that, I would say. Okay, yeah, obviously. But like, but like let's, let's, like not, let's yeah. not even like go there. Yeah. Okay. My, my point, this is, this is just getting back to what I was saying earlier, my point is like, like, let's not even like talk about the arguments or the, you know, or the, the difference in like, you know, solutions people are proposing. What yeah. I'm saying is, is that you see so many people who are in terror. Like we have, like, like our one friend, he said he was like, he was talking to, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. he was like talking to that guy. And, like the guy started like crying. Yeah. He was like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared of guns. And, and like, listen, I've said that exact same thing. 
at like and here like this this drives home what I'm trying to say. I'll say it like this. I said the exact same thing. So this kid, so this guy he was talking to, the guy was like on the verge of tears. He's like, I'm afraid I'm gonna get shot. And he was kind of like, you know, very hardcore, like on the left side of the aisle. And like, I'm so terrified. Yeah, very anti-gun. What did I say to you this morning? I said, dude, like, like I'm so terrified of going into a Safeway or a Walmart. But the difference is, and I said, that's why the hell I carry. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like, I'm, I like, like it's, and it's not, it's like, it's not even like a, it's not a difference of politics. I think it's a different mindset. It's a different of where your focus is. Is it's, your focus exactly, on yeah. what are other people going to do? I'm so scared. Or is your focus on I'm like shit? Like, what am I gonna do? Well, and dude, yeah, this goes full circle, like perfectly. And, yeah. I, and I think yeah. it really is about like a different world view. Like, yeah. like, who's responsible? Who needs to do something? And I think. Ultimately, I feel like people that are like pro gun, pro like Second Amendment. I mean, I can't speak for all of them, but I do feel like just as a concept is very much so like self responsibility. Yeah. And the resp- and, and the mindset's focused on like what can I do and what should I do, you know? And and like it's just it's a totally different worldview, and I think that's why there is this like fundamental clash like on yeah. on both sides. Like yeah. like one side is terrified and says, oh, the government should do something. Yep. The other side is like, well, no, there's bad people. We need good people with a gun, right? Yeah. And you can argue all you want about those different, like, you know, concepts, but I think it's just, as we're fundamentally dropping back to, it's a different of worldviews. And, yep. and I think that's what comes down to, like, it's it's hard to, like, find any, um, what's the word, middle ground. Because there is no middle ground when it comes down to, like, such drastic worldviews, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but, like, I, I feel like that's why it's so hard to have an actual conversation about what to do about like these violent acts yeah i mean it's kind of funny because like to, to take a tangent if i may go for um, it um you know you, you we were we've been talking we're talking a lot last night about um the 2a community and 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 you were bringing up how it really is like a diverse we're we gonna try to go to an hour yeah we can go full sun go yeah okay how the 2A community really is like a diverse range of people. Well, I wouldn't like, even say that. I would just say the gun community. Cause... Right. Exa- okay. Yeah, exactly. Because not everybody in the gun community is necessarily like 2A. super pro 2A. Yeah. Just as just like, you know, not everyone, like, you know, like not everyone in the gun community is just like, you know, like prepper, rednecks, <laughs> yeah. part of a militia, right? Like yeah. it's actually like, like it's a very broad range of people. And I, and, and, the reason I bring that up is that, like, you know, I think people's, like, reaction... I get worked up, man. Like, like I just got to take a step back from politics because, like, I talk to people, I get worked up. And, you know, my, my, my stance is, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of set in my ways. But, like, my thing is kind of, like, you know, man, take, take politics, like, away from it for a second. And, like, you know what? Apply it to your own life. Like, okay, we, like... We're, we're, we're talking specifically in the context of Uvalde, which right now is like it's very terrifying and after that there were several other shootings specifically here in phoenix man there's like a lot of shootings just random violence there was a shooting in a walmart like a week ago well and, the and my girlfriend and i had like been in that walmart oh like, really? a few yeah. months a few months before and then there was also a shooting at like a denny's where we had literally been there like a week ago and it's just like and the reason I bring all this up is like people are rightfully scared because it's a very, it's an evil world out there. Yeah, it's unpredictable, and I think that's kind of thing. Like it's like they want, they want that safe security, that predictability. Which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, who doesn't want to feel right. safe and secure? But you got to create that. 
Yeah. I mean, okay, this is what you said. We earned our freedom through violence. Exactly. Earn your security through your capacity to inflict death. Yeah. I mean, that, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very extreme and strong point, but I agree. It, but I think, but like, 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 like truthfully though, man, like, 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 I think that that's like, like take death out of it. Like, like again, like that makes me sound like, a, like, like a crazy person. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's just, I, I think, yeah, you know, I was trying to think about this the other day. Cause remember when I sent you like the Viking song that I, I was like, man, it's crazy to think how far we've come as like a society and like as culturally across the world where it's like there used to be these like grand warriors that like like that was part of their culture was like being these you know like really badass warriors like that was inherent to their culture like they respected it that was who they are and like how far we've kind of fallen i would say you know it's like it's like not like violence and death is kind of deemed as like this wrong bad thing don't get me wrong i'm not saying like I'm not saying all violence is justified because it's definitely not like there's definitely bad violence but i think that not recognizing that there is like good violence that there is like a good like it's kind of how jordan peterson says like you need to be a monster right like right. i think people inherently think like the idea of oh you need to be a monster is bad same thing like they think violence is inherently bad it's like no there, there's good aspects if you know how to draw on the good elements same thing with anger like Anger inherently is just anger, but there's good elements and there's bad elements. It depends how you use it. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. So it's kind of like guns, too. It's like, you know, the gun, in the end of the day, is a tool. It's about, like, who is using the tool, right? So, like, it's all about that self-responsibility, that, that first responder mindset. What are you going to do? Forget forget the policy prescriptions. Exactly. Forget, like, dude, forget. And, I, like, honestly, like, I say that again to, like, us, to us in the gun community. Like we get very worked up about like, oh, you know, the government's going to pass this law and this law. I would say even to us on our side, it's like, you know what, forget what the government's going to do. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to ensure you the security and safety of yourself and your family? Exactly. Like, like, because, because at the end of the day, dude, like, like no matter what el- no matter what the world around you is doing, you should have that on lock or you should at least do the best you can to have that on lock. Yeah. No, I mean, I totally agree. I think it's so easy. I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, I mean, I, I know I do this, too. Like, I definitely sometimes get so consumed with, like, what's happening in terms of, like, you know, gun policies and all that. But it's, like, it's kind of irrelevant. It's, like, really what matters is your world, your sphere, you know, what you're doing, as you said. It's, like, yeah. that that is really what matters, you know? And I feel like, like, because like, it's all about, like, control. It's, like, what can you control? If you're If you are so consumed by things that you can't control... You're ultimately, you know, left to inaction, right? Yeah. It's, it's the problem's too big to handle. Yeah. But if you focus on things you can control, yep. then you can step by step take action, you know, and and you know, build that security, build that freedom ultimately. Yep. No, that's and 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 like, you know, we're talking about like guns, but dude, think about it like your finances. Oh yeah. Think about your fitness. Well, like do you want yeah. do you, like I mean like, you know, and like I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> but like uh you know, um. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly. Discipline equals discipline, discipline equals freedom, man. Yeah, and, it, and I, like, lo- I love Jocko. And this is what I'm talking about, man. Like you're like okay, like I said, your capacity to inflict death. Let's let me rephrase that. Your your capacity to inflict your will. I yeah. that. Yeah. What it, like like use your capacity to inflict your will on the world around you to better your circumstances. Use your will, use the capacity for you to wield your willpower for whatever means you have to go to the gym, 
Use your, use your capacity or your will to, you know, fix your finances. I mean, this is, this is all related stuff. Like, and like, we get back to this mindset, like it, 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 it's, it's all about how you're living your life. Dude. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't like, dude, I would a hundred percent agree. And like, what's so funny is like, one of the biggest things I try to tell people that are like, kind of like anti-gun or scared of guns or like, like even my own parents, I like, tell them, it's like, listen, like, you know, guns, like. Like, yeah, I like guns. I am pro 2A and all that, but it's it's not just about guns. It, it goes so much more beyond that. Like, it, it's literally about a mindset of, like, self-responsibility, you know, and taking action and, and you know, like, not just sitting on the sidelines, right? It's it's really so much more than that. And I think that, like, to some extent, that's kind of what I, always, I also saw, like, negligent discharge as, is, like, as a premise of, like, like, yeah, we're kind of focused on guns. We're focused on the Second Amendment, but it is so much more than that. And I feel like, when you really start thinking about your life, like in terms of like it's it, it all is about like self responsibility. Like what can I do? Yeah, I think it really just changes your world. You know, because I think if you just like look at like oh I was dealt these cards and these cards suck. Yeah. Well, I mean I feel like everyone has like shitty cards dealt to them one way or another. I mean some more than others, but like you know and and there are definitely circumstantial issues that exist like uh, systemic problems for sure. But I think like if you just let that bog you down, if you think that there's nothing you can do, like then then you're already on the wrong mindset. You know, yeah. you need to change your mindset, you need to change your focus. Yeah. I uh like, I know that was kind of ranty, but like that's just No, no 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 no. It's I I I'm letting you go on because you're saying you're saying the right stuff. Yeah. I mean I know we kind of both agree on that, but like we I mean, yeah, yeah, we could turn this into an echo chamber for like for everyone that for, forever. But um, uh, I was telling you about like Tony Robbins, right? Oh uh, yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, man, like I I remember, um, I remember just being in a real rut, and I remember like all of a sudden, like and I watched this like Tony Robbins like motivational video, right? And it was like. And it was like, uh, you know, habits of like successful successful people or something. I think it was like what Tony Robbins does like every mm-hmm. single morning. And uh, I watch it, man. It's got like the cheesy thumbnail. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's got him like smiling and there's like a sunset in the background. Yeah. And there's like, you know, the caption is like daily habits to change your life. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, I'm like a couple of glasses of wine in and I'm like, all right, I'll bite. And and I watch it, dude, and he, he basically says, he, like, what does he do? What does he do? He, he does, he's like, I do, he says, I do, how many things was it? Okay, so he says, like, every single morning when I wake up, I take a cold water plunge. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that he's like, I want to train myself, you know, I want to train my body to listen to my will. Like, no matter what, like, it's every, sing, every single morning, ne- it never changes. It's always uncomfortable. I know it's going to suck. I don't want to do it. But if I can take that initiative first thing in the day, I get, I can get my mind right. And I can, like, I know that, like, you know, I've already overcome that challenge for the day. So I'm already ahead of the competition. And then he says that the next thing he does, he does some, like, breath work. I won't get into that. Uh-huh. The third thing he does is he does meditations. And so he meditates on, he says, pick three things that have happened to you in your life. And, it, like, either they're big things or they're small things. Uh-huh. And you, you imagine... Like, imagine how they made you feel. Like, if they were good things. So, like, imagine three good things that you have gratitude for. Then, and then, after you felt that gratitude, and this will make, this will this tie in, I promise. Imagine three other things that you want to accomplish in life. Mm-hmm. And take the gratitude that you felt, put it towards those things in life that you want to do. 
and basically like like there's more to it but basically like what what that got me thinking about i actually start, i started doing that mm-hmm. i've fallen out of it lately but i, I, I like, legit started like following this routine of his and it just made me think that it's like reclaiming your morning like typically like i would wake up man like i would i would wake up and i'd like sit in bed for like 30 minutes on my phone and i still do that <laughs> but like i'd like you know sit and wait for like 30 minutes i'd eat whatever was in the fridge i'd be like half half asleep yeah i'd be like in a bad mood and i'd go to work and i'd be in a bad and it kind of showed me it's like you know i'm not endorsing tony robbins morning routine or like, <laughs> sponsored by now you know or, or anything like that like you know people have their opinions about uh did i say marty robbins no you said tony robbins, Tony marty robbins uh, <laughs> oh uh, yeah it's big iron i i, I do endorse Mar- marty robbins oh full, yeah 100 yeah 100%. I, we, we do we do endorse marty robbins here all the way but uh like just all that stuff aside man it just showed me it's like you know you can you can claim parts of your life that you have left unclaimed well, like, like yeah. you can claim your mornings you can claim the way that you start off your day you can claim how you viewed the world and it's not easy but if you take up that fight internally you can like it, it's all about self-mastery it's like like take on the demons inside take on what's going on in your own life and pretty soon you'll be stronger to handle whatever happens outside of you yeah i mean and i think what's I got several points to this. Yeah, but I think I it's we're well, gonna go over an hour. That's well, fine. you know, it's whatever. But yeah. like, I think what's kind of key to that, it's like these kind of compile on each other. Yeah. You know, it's like because I mean, it's funny that you talk about like, the morning routine because when I was in college, like especially like junior year and like onwards, I definitely like developed a morning routine. Like you know, I was going to the gym early in the morning. I was like studying for an hour and then going to class. And then once the pandemic hit, I kind of stopped and I just noticed I had like yeah. kind of that grumpy attitude. Just didn't really care. I kind of hated going to work. And just recently, I like started like my mornings differently. Like, nice. like literally this past week, really? I I was like, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna eat breakfast, then I'm gonna jump onto my stationary bike for 15 minutes. No kidding. Really? Yeah. Oh, and then, that's awesome. And then I, I do like then I do a plank for three minutes, um, and then I like lift some weights, and then I go to work, and dude, like my whole mindset that's is good. different. Like yeah. I definitely feel a lot more empowered. I feel a lot happier, and because like I already did something that like I value. I value working out. I value feeling good. And either way, like, you know, working out gives you endorphins and just, you know, makes you have a better mindset altogether. And so when you when you start your morning off right, it, it just compiles onto other things, right? Yeah. And does. and like that's the thing, it's like even like yesterday, like, you know, I started off my morning that way. I got home from work and I was like, oh, I don't really want to run, but I was like, I also really want to run, you know, because yeah. I had already worked out this morning. I I put that stepping stone in. It's like I deserve to push myself farther. I deserve like I, I already got myself that far i need to continue that routine because you know i i basically created a routine where it's like i'm gonna work out in the morning and in the afternoon i'm gonna also work out too like i'm gonna go for a run i'm gonna do these other workouts as well yeah so i think like if you create a routine like i think that's huge you know i think that allows you to take control of your life and i think that um it kind of makes an unpredictable world more predictable and more controllable you know and i think oh, it's, it's so that's so well put it's like it's like the world is completely out of your Control, but if you take control of your like little sphere yeah yeah that's very wait how did you say, say that again how'd you say that oh i don't know <laughs> yeah okay i think it was like if you take an unpredictable it makes an unpredictable world more pre- I, yeah, I, I, no that is what you said I yeah think. yeah it makes an unpredictable world more predictable yeah and that's more controllable fl- exactly that's like inflicting your will exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of what we're saying is just simply saying the same thing, but in yeah. different ways, you yeah. know? But I think it's important to understand, like, the context and, like, the reality of, like, how this works. Because I feel like you can just, like, say stuff all day long, 
but it's like if you don't actually implement that if you don't actually understand how it works and like the ideas behind it yeah so i feel i feel like like fundamentally speaking i feel like the reason why we think the way we think is because it's been a lot of years of trial and error like the way that i think now is Uh-oh. because like I mean, as you know, too, like, I used to be yeah. very left-leaning, like, many years ago. And this, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and it's funny to see the progression. Like, if you look oh, at who I am now. I've been, I've been grooming you, my friend. <laughs> oh, perfect. I've been, I've, been, I've been, like, I've been rubbing your shoulders and uh, whispering, yes. like, the devil into your ear. Oh, I have, I have both devils on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. um, but, no, I, it's, I think that's the thing. It's, like, a lot of trial and error, a lot of, like, life experiences get you to think where you are. And I think... You know, it, it really is like it's so easy just to like listen what to people what people say and just like you know either either think it and like run with it as you kind of said like you took up Tony Robbins um you know morning like routine, morning routine. Yeah. but I think it's I think part of it's also fundamentally you had like done similar stuff in the past and it was just kind of yeah. you needed some sort of like push to continue a routine and to get yourself back you know and I think that's what sometimes people need like if you're in a if you're in a in a, in a what's the word I'm looking for in a, in a rut. You know, you sometimes just need a push. Sometimes you just need like inspiration to get you going. I, I wholeheartedly agree, my friend. So yeah, I think I mean I think it kind of sums up everything. Discipline equals freedom. Discipline <laughs> equals freedom. Yeah, I mean honestly, man, like Jock was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why you listen to this podcast. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, like I like just like if we could sum up like the last hour. It's just like guys, go check out the Jock Will Willing podcast. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you, you like basically like we've, we've pirated everything you know? <laughs> yeah well i mean i think i think where it's important to hear what we have, i mean not not to like toot our own horn but i think it's important to hear like other young people that are going yes. through it and i think we talked yeah. about this in our other like attempt at a podcast was like you know we are still figuring ourselves out we totally. we definitely don't have everything figured out like we definitely look at the world like it is unpredictable it is a lot of chaos and it's very easy to like you know panic buy a lot of stuff and you know, hoard food and hey, all. Of... I feel attacked. Well, I mean, hey, I, well, I do the same thing too, right? Like the amount of ammunition and water we got is it's questionable. But, yeah. um, but the point's not that. The point is like you know, let's put it this way: it's like you can have the best gear in the world, you can have yeah. the best rifle, the best like tools for survival. But if you don't have the mindset and if you don't have the skills, you're you're screwed. Like it doesn't matter, you know. If you're not in shape, you're gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Don't die. Exactly. I love Grantham. <laughs> what a guy let's just end it with that if you're, not, if you're not in shape you're gonna die if you're not in shape you're gonna die but thank, thank you guys for listening um, get out there get after it get in shape get some wow guy that gets some in a different way that's it that's it yeah alright yeah